going on everyone dj here with the two raw podcast or the torres podcast or you know whatever you want to call it i i I keep fucking the name up it's the torres podcast and uh we are talking about fight for the fallen 2020 which took place um just about a week ago um took me a while to get this out because just so much stuff has been happening um started back working uh when I wasn't working, I was <laughs> with my kids most of the time, so it was kind of hard to record anything because uh, they wouldn't sleep at the same time, and it's really hard to record anything with loud children in the house. Um, so let's let's get into this. We'll talk about um some of the stuff that happened on Slammiversary as well, but we won't too much touch on uh, backlash for this one or not backlash um the horror show. Uh, known as um, Extreme Rules uh, just because that's going to be saved for another episode um, I have to actually get back I have, I have to watch it again because I watched it but like I was zoning in and out uh, of the show um, just because of some of the questionable things that WWE decided to put on so I didn't want to go ahead and do that and um, so I just, I just, I just got to rewatch it and, and and I'm really debating on rewatching it. Um, as far as Slammiversary, it's the same thing. I was zoning in and out. Uh, I'm not an avid Impact watcher. Like I, just, I think Impact is probably like the least um, favorable wrestling company right now. Um, but um, they did have some uh, debuts and returns. So I can actually talk about that first. Um, so we had Heath Slater or Heath Miller or Heath, whatever they're calling him over there. Uh, make his uh, impact or TNA debut. It's the first time I think that he's been over there. Of course, he just got let go by the WWE. Uh, And it looks like he's going to be teaming with Rhino again. Um, What else? Who? uh, The Motor City Machine Guns returned. They are challenging for the titles. I'm pretty sure they'll probably win them. Um, The Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson are there. I think this is Gallows' second time and Carl Anderson's first time to be there. Uh, Eric Young returned um, because, of course, WWE just did nothing with him and Sanity. And I think everyone's let go other than Killian Dane and maybe Alexander Wolf, or, or maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess those would be the other, really the only two other people that were in, in um, Sanity. So, oh, um, Nikki Cross, too. Yeah, Nikki Cross. So. Looks like Eric Young's the only one that was let go of that group. Um, and then, of course, at the end, we got uh, EC3 returning um, via promotional video package or whatever. I mean, also, Rich Swan, of course, returned to action as well. Apparently, I didn't know he was out, but he was in the main event for the world title, uh, which was won by Eddie Edwards, who dresses like he's a 12-year-old version of John Cena. So, not really any major names. Uh, my guess is Rus- Rusev was supposed to have been there uh, had he not caught uh, COVID. Um, or he could have signed with AEW. Like, we don't know yet. Like, no one knows uh, exactly what Rusev's or Miro's um, status in professional wrestling is at this moment. We just know that he is, of course, trying to recover from COVID. So, hopefully he can, he can um, recover from that. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about Fight for the Fallen, or as JR called it, Fighter Fest 2. Um, 
I don't know why he called it that. Uh, but you know, uh, AWJR in my opinion is like one of the best JRs out there because he just, you know, what I'm saying he just be going on the fly. He don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Taz was on commentary for I think the first half of this show, uh, up until Jericho joined the commentary booth later in the night. Uh, which it was kind of weird because Taz was kind of like being impartial. There were times where he was, he was of course, you know, ragging on Moxley and pl- uh, plugging the world title match. But to have Taz on commentary, even on Dark, like it's just weird. That I think they need to replace Taz, and Taz should just go uh, full on um, manager for Brian Cage. Um, they could replace uh, Taz with um, back with Alex Marvez. I know a lot of people didn't like him, but you know it is what it is. So we open the show with uh, Cody, who is fourteen and one at the beginning of the match, uh, taking on Sunny Kiss, uh, who was six and nine at the beginning of the match for the um, TNT Championship. I am not going to lie; I fast forwarded through Sunny's um, entrance because it was too much. Um, wasn't for me, and uh, I just, you know, just wanted <laughs> wanted it to get on with the match. Um, I did write here uh, I assume Comey, uh, Cody is just winning uh, which of course he did uh, Cody acted more of a heel uh, during this match and uh, it was kind of like uh, Arn was you know telling him like you know you gotta uh, stay focused and, and, and you know why are you doing these things why are you doing this why are you doing that you know um, uh, wrestle your way uh, and uh, basically he's like I guess kind of stay true to yourself but Cody was acting heelish, um, and during the match, he was, uh, not really taken, I guess you can say, I guess you can say he wasn't really taking Sonny, um, all that serious or whatever, and, uh, they had a decent match, I gave it a two and a half out of five stars, uh, uh, what's, what's, the, what's, the, uh, Sonny hit a beautiful, um, 450, uh, during the match, uh, which got her a, her, I'm sorry, got him a two count, um, uh, I, that was totally my bad. So yeah, he hit the 450, got a two count. Um, and then from there, you know, uh, Cody hit the Alabama Slammer onto the steps, which had like carpet padding on there. So I guess that's just a way to soften the blow. Um, Cody did a superplex uh, from the very top, sort of how uh, Randy Orton does. And then um, he did a crossface. Uh, he took out turnbuckle padding. He of course went to the turnbuckle padding. Uh, and then uh, Sonny followed that up with a high um, spin kick, uh, which got another near fall. And then, of course, Cody hit the crossroads for the three. So that was the match. Cody moved on to 15-2, and two, while Sonny uh, moved on to 6-10. and 10. So still in the um, negatives for uh, Sonny Kiss. Um, they do this thing where they're like promoting shit or whatever, and then JR is like, oh, you know, wear your mask. Um, even though they're, the announcers are like sitting next to each other. With no masks on, so you know it is what it is. Uh, next match was the uh, revival or FTR uh, versus the Lucha Bros, and uh, the revival or FTR was two and zero. Wow, the Lucha Bros are six and six because I have no idea what they're doing with the Lucha Bros. But they come out first. Revival comes out second, or FTR. I'm, I'm gonna call it revival. I don't care. Uh, the rival comes out second, um, and man, I, I I was looking at 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 FTR and I was like, how crazy is it? Like 
all I really wanted in WWE was for tag team wrestling to be taken serious, and they they just they couldn't get that. They could not get um, what they wanted out of um, tag team wrestling. They couldn't get um, they couldn't get Vince McMahon or, or I, I, don't, I mean I'm not I'm pretty sure Triple H would take them serious. Although NXT's tag division is kind of kind of gone down a little bit um and i don't know if that's because of the pandemic or whatever so it's kind of harder to get your tag teams there but vince mcmahon just doesn't care about tag team wrestling and they couldn't get him to care and so you know they, they just they wanted to leave they wanted out uh they were offered all kinds of money and they you know wouldn't sign and they were put through some stupid segments and shit like that so it's just weird seeing them and thinking like had they gone back to NXT uh, they really could have focused more on the tag team division there um, and I'm not sure if that was ever pitched by them or if it was and Vince just turned it down like I just I don't know um, probably be I mean they're making main roster but like when Finn Balor went back to NXT did he take a pay cut or did he stay at main I would hope he stayed at the main roster money otherwise I'd be fucked up but uh, Penta, um, and, ah, what's the guy, I don't know, it's so hard <laughs> to tell these guys apart, I think it was, uh, the bald revival, I don't remember, anyway, so, Penta starts off with one of the revival guys, and of course, they're going off back and forth and shit like that, and, um, it's, a re- like I said, a really good match, um, the finish is pretty much, um, uh, I wrote this down. I'm I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, so <laughs> they do a bunch of high spots and shit. So I figured out that Dax is the bald one, right? And then um, and then Cash is the other one that isn't bald. And Dax's chest is like fucking bleeding from fucking chops and shit. And um, they do this one spot where oh no, I'm sorry, this is not the match. <laughs> Uh, this is definitely not the match. I'm thinking of the the Bucks, I, and and I have something to say about that match, about the spot that I was finna mission. But uh, they do this this uh this really cool sequence where they're hitting each other out of the ring, and then uh uh what's the guy's name? Phoenix uh of course takes control or whatever. They go back in the ring, and Das Dax pretty much unmasks uh Phoenix. Uh, for their attraction to the pin, and I thought it was that was a really really clever finish, and I really enjoyed the match. Um, I'm a fan of both teams, and I wish the Lucha Bros would just look better. But um, I gave it three and a half out of five. FTR moves to three and zero. Oh, Lucha Bros move to six and seven. So they're also negative. So you know, there's that. Um, after the match, the Bucks attack Butcher and Blade, who were standing at ringside. Uh, and then Kenny comes out, he brings some beer for the revival, and they dump beer on Kenny, and of course, uh, Kenny is, um, pissed, uh, he's mad, he wants to go at the revival and shit, so, I don't know if this is just fodder to make Kenny a heel, because later in the show, they have a drink with, um, Adam Page, um, and then of course, Kenny does something, which we'll get to here in a minute, uh, but, yeah, it was, I mean, if this is just a transition getting to a heel to where he'll be, like, a fucking star, I'm all for it. Because um, I know the guy can fucking wrestle, but. um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. 
so anyways, uh, we go on next to a Chris Jericho promo and, uh, I, <laughs> oh my God, this promo here was ridiculous. Um, so Jericho cut a promo on overall viewership versus the 18 to 49 demo and what it means to win in the demo versus winning in overall views first off it made him come off like pathetic and petty uh to even have to bring this up like dude who cares if he lost an overall viewership only certain stupid idiot fans care about that um i find when Brian Alvarez tweets some tweets the viewerships and shit out every week, I always like just go straight to the comments because I already know like people are gonna be dumb in there and you know they think that that they won when they didn't win like it it's not them it's you know it's the it's, it's more about the companies and shit like that but I just thought this really made him come off like minor league and kind of like oh we didn't get as many viewers I mean they got me uh, they beat viewership with this show versus the NXT show for that night but. It's just like, dude, no one cares, bro. Like, you guys are doing an amazing job of what y'all are doing. And I'm sure if NXT wasn't running on the same night, you guys probably do um, a million plus viewers, maybe SmackDown numbers um, or, or Raw numbers at this point. Uh, you know, and, you know, like, there's no point in you just sitting there and you know, whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, uh, Orange Cassidy comes out and after Jericho disses him and says there'll be no rematch, yada yada yada. And then uh Orange Cassidy, of course, does this thing where he drops orange juice on him or whatever. I I really hate uh how the inner circle like looks like fucking dweebs all the time. Like it just really irks me that they are like I, I, at this point kind of comedy. Um I just I don't know. I just don't like it. It just, it just, for me, it does nothing. At this point, Jericho joins the commentary team, so uh, Taz left. Um, and the next match we get is the Jurassic Express versus the Elite. And I thought this was a pretty decent match. Gave it three out of five. Um, I just thought it went a bit too long. And I feel like that happens with every Omega and um, and Bucks match. Like they always want to get their shit in, so they want to let their opponent get their shit in. And for me, it's just like, ugh, like why do y'all do this? Anyways, Jurassic Express came, um, entered the match with a five and four record. Elite did a three and one. Uh, Jurassic Express comes out first. Uh, Elite come out second. Um, <laughs> I will tell you right now that Marco stunt, like, I can't get behind this guy. Like, I just he sounds like a twelve year old. Luchasaurus before this match cut like one of the dumbest promos in my opinion talking about he's like millions of years old or something uh, JR made like a sly comment on it and it's just I, I just I like Jurassic uh, Jurassic I like um Jungle Boy I'm not, I mean that's he's one of my favorites there um uh Jurassic uh Jurassic what the fuck is this guy named? Luchasaurus He's okay, in my opinion. Like, I have nothing against him except for that dumb promo. Margot's stunned on the other hand, man. Like, that kid. 
I don't know. Like, I couldn't sell for him, bro. Like, if I, <laughs> I'm not a big guy, but I'm not, like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just so, and I know wrestling's evolved and it's different, but it's just so weird seeing him in a ring. But anyway, uh, so, oh my goodness. Nick and uh, Jungle Boy start off, um, they work their spots or whatever, and then um, uh, what what is his name? Marco and Kenny come in, and um, Kenny's pretty much taking Marco lightly or whatever. Uh, and then I wrote uh, seeing Marco is like seeing El Torito. Uh, Lucha uh, Luchasaurus and Matt Jackson are now in the match, and you know they're they're doing doing their shit too, and this and that, and um. Uh, 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 Jurassic Express is pretty much in control. Uh, they go to the outside and Marco fucking starts to do the the fucking floss dance. And Jr. Jr. Like, how's your ass? Hey, like, hey, what is that? Like, like, what the fuck is he doing? And <laughs> and I think Excalibur had to kind of explain it, if or Jericho, one of them explained it to him. But uh, as he's doing it, like Nick fucking kicks his fucking head off, and I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I fucking like. Oh. And then from there, uh, the elite, of course, take control, and uh, we go to commercial. And then when we as as they come back from commercial, uh, there's just uh, I think Matt Jackson and Jungle Boy were in uh, into the ring, and fucking like you know they're doing their shit or whatever. Kenny, uh, he hits uh, uh, Kenny Omega with a, like a fucking huge clothesline. Tags in Lucha Swords, you know they're just working their whole spots. Like again, this is a, a pretty good match, uh, and it really picks up like when Kenny comes in and he's hitting V triggers on on uh, on Luchasaurus, uh, and 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 uh, snap dragons to all the members of um, of uh, fucking Jurassic Express and shit like that. And you know they're just like a, this is just. I I don't want to sound like like I don't like these guys because I do, but a lot of the shit in the Young Bucks and 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 a lot of times Kenny Omega matches it just looks too choreographed. Uh, like like I said, there was a spot in here where um I think Matt held his brother up right while somebody was holding them on their shoulders or something, and um. Uh, Marco did like some kind of fucking uh, uh, Canadian destroyer or whatever, I don't, and I don't remember who he did it to. I think he did. He had to have done it to um one of the 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 young bucks. But it's just like that spot looks so dumb. Like, why are you holding your brother up to take a move? Like, what 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 fucking sense does that make? You know. But you know, Marco's the, the the destroyer. Um, and then of course. Uh, Omega um, uh, hits another exploder, and then he hits a V trigger to um, Luchasaurus and Marco. Uh, he tries to go for the one winged angel, um, but it, it's it's countered. Uh, and Marco, uh, I can't remember what he does because I didn't write it, but he gets two count on Omega, um, and then eventually he just gets caught in the one winged angel, and uh, he gets the pin. So, like I said, a really good match. I just felt like it was long, too many spots. Um, it it shouldn't have to always be that. Uh, and so Elite, of course, advances to 4-1, and then Jurassic Express is 5-5, five and five, so 
They are currently neutral. Uh, um. Like I said, I, I enjoy the match, so um, it is what it is. Uh, after the match, um, Kenny attacks Marco Stunt, right? Just fucking goes ballistic, starts beating him up. The Young Bucks break it up. Luchasaurus and, and Jurassic, uh, Jurassic, why does I keep calling him Jurassic? Jungle Boy are kind of like, you know, like, hey, get y'all's man, you know, like, what the fuck was that, yada, yada, yada. Um, and Kenny sits in the corner with, like, this evil smile on him and shit like that. So I'm like, you know, of course there's the heel turn coming soon. Um, it just depends how they do it because a, a lot of the stories are kind of just intertwining now with the Bucks, um, the, the Lucha Bros, um, the Revival, uh, Jurassic Express, um, uh, and the other two old-looking geezers that are with Lucha, uh, with uh, the Lucha Bros, who's oh Butcher and Blade, you know. Um, so it's just it, it's just it's it it is what it is. Um, after that, we get Sheeta doing an open challenge to any female challenger. Uh, whether it be in or out of AEW, and um, yeah, that, that that's what that was because AEW's women's division is just terrible. So, um, Hyen from Houston campaigned on Twitter that she wants to go ahead and uh, compete for the belt. So you know, let her let her do it. Um, Moxie does a promo. He's he's saying that uh, uh, he's going to rip out. Cage's arm and shit, you know, you know, you know Moxley, he just wants to be dangerous, he's a dangerous man, um, Nightmare Sisters are in the next match, which are Allie and Brandy, uh, accompanied by Goldust, Dustin Rhodes, as they face two jobbers, um, Nightmare Sisters are 3-0, and o, so, uh, there's that, they are 3-0, and o, you know, whatever, uh, this match I rated 1.5, of course, Nightmare Sisters won, they advanced to 4-0, four and, four and oh. Uh, Brandy during the match gave like one of the worst fucking spears in the entire. Brandy should not be wrestling, um, and uh, like she just, oh man, she's just terrible. And I like Brandy. I think Brandy's hot. I think she's, um, you know, she. I, I, I'm pretty sure she has passion for the business, but like, it's just for me, she just doesn't work on as a wrestler or just as a character in in like at all, um. There's a Nyla promo where she brings out Vicky Guerrero to be her um, new manager because she wants a manager. She just wants to advance in life or something. I don't know. I don't know what that guy's problem is. But he wants it, or she wants, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. She wants to advance um, within the company, and she thinks that a manager could do it. So that there's that. Um, next week, it'll be but the Bucks versus Butcher and Blade in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And we're also going to have the Jurassic Express versus Hager and Jericho, uh, which should probably be another loss for Jurassic Express and, and a win for the Bucks as we move toward um, All Out. All right, time for the main event. It's for the AEW World Championship. Um, John Moxley, who is 13-0, uh, takes on Brian Cage, who is 6-0. Uh, Brian Cage also being the FTW champion. Um so of course Cage comes out uh, first, um, and then they go to commercial. When they come back from commercial, um, Taz is like cutting a promo or whatever, and then uh, of course Moxley comes out next, and uh, 
He comes out through the crowd, uh, just like, you know, his old entrance that it was with the shield and shit like that. And so, um, I love, I, I, I don't want to say I love this match, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, um, it was really good. I liked Moxley and Lee from Double or Nothing a little bit better. Uh, but this was really, 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 really good. Uh, Moxley did exactly what he said he was going to do, and that was um, go after the arm of Brian Cage. And, like, he did, like, so many uh, small things and big things just to, um, you know, just for it to have an impact and tell a story uh, for the match. Um, while also Cage was controlling a lot as well, uh, being a dominant big man. And pretty much fighting off Moxley every chance that he got. Uh, so I thought it just really worked uh, as far as just, you know, just a really good match. Like, I, I like Moxley matches in AWB because they feel more, like, real. Like, they don't feel like just a standard rest. They always feel like you're in a fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, like Moxley wants to fucking just go out there and hurt you and beat the shit out of you. You know, like that—that's kind of the vibe that I get when I see um, when I see Moxley wrestle. Uh, now, my one complaint is, of course, that with that does come like use of some weapons, and uh, the ref like they should just be better as far as enforcing disqualifications and shit like that. But you know, if that's just the way they, you know, it's always up to referees' discretion. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. Like, you know, because the referee's always, like, in charge of what's going on. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, So, Moxley, this is the second title defense of Moxley, where he does not... I know this is not his entire second title defense. I'm not sure how he beat Hager. I, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole match of that, because I was, I was, like, doing something. But... This is the second defense that I've seen of him where he did not win with the Paradigm Shift um, or the Dirty Deeds, whatever you want to call it. Oh, <clears throat> he did hit it, uh, but he only got a two count off of it. Uh, the way he won was he, of course, put um, Cage in an arm bar and Cage like was blocking it and fighting out of it. And then Moxley was just rolling him around it and transitioning into many different um submissions that affected the arm uh and cage didn't tap he didn't quit uh taz threw in the towel uh because he wanted to protect his investment uh, so it made sense the, the the entire match the entire story made sense and that's all that i asked for i gave this match a three uh three and a quarter out of five I, like i said i thought it was really good i really enjoyed it uh but like i said i, I just still think uh mox and lee was better um, after the match, uh, Cage attacked Moxley with the <clears throat> FTW Championship. Uh, and then, of course, the lights go out. And when they come back on, the person that is standing there, or not standing, I guess he's on top of the rope, and attacks Cage with the skateboard is Darby Allen. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. And then um, Taz and Cage leave, so... Looks like we're going to get Allen versus Cage at All Out for the FTW Championship. Um, or we, like, what's All Out? The end of August, beginning of September. So we got about a month, month and a half before before it, it happens. So 
plenty of time for them to build up that match. I think it should be good. Uh, but I also think it should be a, uh, win for cage. Um, I did think the show was really good. Like I said, I just, I feel like I didn't watch fighter fest nights one or two because I watched the great American bash nights one or two. And I really tried to watch, um, fighter fest, but it's just too much wrestling. And I, it's so, it's so hard for me to just catch up because I don't review these shows weekly. Um, like I started out, um, I just, try to review the big shows and, and pay-per-views and stuff like that. And I do that for both uh, WWE main roster shows and NXT and, NXT and AEW. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out like how I can just incorporate all that just more easily into um, the kind of schedule that I have. Because having two kids and shit like that, like it's just, you know, that's what it is. It just kind of makes you tired and not want to really do shit. Um... But yeah, like I said, really good show. Just in my opinion, I thought both nights of the Great American Bash were just a bit better than than this. And I guess that's not really fair to compare because you kind of want to compare it to what's going on that same night. And I didn't watch NXT that night because, like I said, I don't watch weekly. Um, I just, you know, big show. I'm gonna watch it. So, um, yeah, just you know, just never cut a, a a promo on viewership versus demos again i'm pretty sure they're gonna keep going because just just the way jericho operates just don't understand why he would want to do that but it is what it is and um yeah like i said really good show uh i'm sorry guys i'm kind of (laughs) tired i'm tired and i just want to go to sleep but i got other shit that i need to do like take out this trash and then of course i gotta edit and upload this and then um there's one other thing I had to do and I just can't think of it, but I'll probably get to it once I get to it. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, as this is being uploaded, um, this will be uploaded late Monday night after Monday Night Raw. So um, Monday Night Raw is actually over already. I watched some of it. Um, and I'm probably going to review next week's show because... There's a big title match on there, so I'm 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 down for that to to review Sasha and Asuka, and um, tonight's main event was Randy Orton and The Big Show. Which let me look to see who actually won that match. So and see, well, I already I'm pretty sure Randy Orton won. I just want to see if my prediction in my head that I I told myself would happen actually happened, and that's um, Drew McIntyre kind of just saving The Big Show. Uh, so it says Orton hit another RKO and scored a clean pin in 13 minutes, 45 seconds. It should not have taken Orton that, that long to beat the Big Show, by the way. It says after the match, Orton back into the corner. Um, uh, let's see. So it looks like he punted Big Show in the head. And that ended the show. So no Drew McIntyre. Okay. Um, hmm. Dang. So, they need to build to, so, and I guess they got time, they got a whole month, because SummerSlam is August 23rd, but, <sighs> oh, and it looks like Ric Flair's wife tested positive for COVID, so, I'm wishing his wife well, um, and hopefully Ric Flair does not catch that, because that's a really bad thing, so. Um, anyways, I am done with this podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. 
this little recap of Fight for the Fallen, and I will see you in the next one. Peace. Thank you.